matter of time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we take a look at the director's cut of Zack Snyder's Watchmen one minute at a time. My name is Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. I'm Eric Nash. And I'm Mike from uh, Tarantino Minute Podcast. Welcome, Mike. How's it going? It is another cold day here in <laughs> sunny Orlando, Florida. Ah. <laughs> so, so let me guess. You're not worried about your pipes freezing in your downstairs bathroom like I am? No, but it is going to reach 40 degrees tonight, so it's a little, oh, a little, you po- little chilly. You poor, <laughs> you poor man. It's cold for me. My thin blood is... <laughs> I might have to put on a windbreaker. It was just on the national news, the snow in Florida. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. People, people will be able to know what date this is for 20 years. <laughs> it's cold. So minute 21 starts with Dan offering to heat up some beans for Rorschach and ends with the pair going downstairs to the owl cave while discussing a murder. Yeah, so we got... Uh, a little tiny bit of bean talk this week. Uh, last <laughs> week we had a, a lot of uh, bean talk, so we probably don't need to hit that too much, unless uh, Mike, unless you have any bean-related notes. You guys have you guys have eaten beans out of a can like that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe like maybe I've licked the spoon, oh, um, you man. know, that kind of thing when you're preparing it, but. You know, I don't eat. My girlfriend eats like ravioli out of the can, and I'm disgusted by that. I don't need anything <laughs> out of the can. You got to heat it up. What are you doing, yeah. Warshak? <laughs> well, th- well, that reminds me of the uh, of, of a, a pop tart heat up or not. <laughs> she, oh yeah, because yeah. I'm a big proponent of not heating them up. I like them just cold yeah. as can be. For the longest time, I heated them, but then I realized, oh, hey, I don't I have to. It, it depends good. on the pop tart for me. The uh, the brown sugar cinnamon mm-hmm. ones are perfect, uh, cold room temperature or whatever. But I like a nice unfrosted blueberry pop tart heated up. <laughs> you got it down to a science, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the real bean talk here is is, is Rorschach's <laughs> remark back <laughs> mm. about about the button of. Human being, no, yeah, really, and that's 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 the episode title. I mean, let's 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 <laughs> we somehow come up, somehow come up with some better comedy gold. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Human being juice, juice is a great term for just any you know any day conversation. I'll remember that next time I'm bleeding. Just... <laughs> Doc, Did you, you got to patch me you? up. My no. bean juice is spilling out of me. <laughs> hmm. I uh, I took a little quick note about uh, the light switch on the wall next to Dan when he's kind of standing in that doorway, and it's one of those old timey light switches where it's like two buttons that you push. You know, one pushes in and then the other pushes out. So it's must be one of the, you know from the older Ooh, style yeah. apartment that he lives in. But um, he's also got that really old timey fridge as well. So maybe yeah. he's just living in the past. Mm. He needs a he needs a home renovation, yeah. <laughs> kitchen renovation. Oh yeah, Ex- extreme home makeover. Oh. I mean, I know from, some yeah, people from, from mid eighties. It's bad. Some people on HGTV could really go to town on that home. <laughs> um, I also like. It occurred to me that, like in the book, when you when Dan pops his face in the doorway, you can see the edge of a calendar on the wall, which like appears to be a bird, like photo of a bird. Um. And it kind of made me think, like, in this, I think the movie sort of steers away from Dan's connection to birds like he has um, in the book. Like, you know, I know one of the issues in the book, he it it ends with him 
or you can read like a chapter or a paper that he wrote about birds and and there doesn't seem to be that strong you know connection with Dan and birds in this aside from the obvious obvious uh, night owl persona but I never uh you know I never noticed that bird painting <laughs> that's a that's a good point I'm a I feel honored that uh, you guys gave me a uh, a week where they show like the Watchmen button like the <laughs> The mainstay of the Watchmen franchise. Yeah, we'll we'll see it a few times throughout the movie, but yeah, it's it doesn't have too much more uh, screen time, I guess. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That this is you know one of the few like weeks, I guess, or sections that that we see the button. So yeah, I'm glad you're you're uh, excited about your minutes. Then <laughs> I'm yeah, I am. I mean, I'm happy I'm not getting the uh, the weird scene with owl and uh what's her name <laughs> i'm yeah. not a, yeah <laughs> yeah those those are some that's a special guest <laughs> oh yeah we'll have to select for that get, get on board uh i i know i noted that uh he calls it uh badge not button oh yeah when he tosses it down you know so that blood must be you know, it doesn't matter how like dry blood is. You can usually wipe it off of stuff, and then when I mean, he gives it a pretty good little wipe, and it mm-hmm. still doesn't come off. Like, is that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and those buttons usually have a pretty you know slick coating on them anyway, yeah, exactly. so it'd be hard for uh, for blood to really adhere to you know something that smooth. But yeah, yeah, I could see it if it was more like a badge, like an iron-on badge. But obviously, that wouldn't. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have the same, you know, look and feel. But hmm, that's a good point about the the rubbing. Um, I just noticed, uh, kind of going through the minutes this time, that you know, I noticed the sugar cubes poured out on the table. I, I mean, obviously, you know, they they kind of make a not a big deal about it, but they make a point in the book to show Rorschach like scooping some some of these sugar cubes and kind of stealing from from Dan, but. Um, I never noticed before until watching it, you know, for this, that the the sugar cubes are there. They don't do anything with them after that, but they are on the table with them, um, along with his uh, open journal, pencil and rubber band. And so I like the idea that, like, I think Rorschach knows that Dan's on his way home. Um, We'll, you know, I can get into that a little bit later, but um, I like the idea that he knows about how much time he's got, so he has you know a quiet moment. He can eat his beans and jot down his thoughts. So, you, you know, we get him reading the journal, or I guess narrating the journal, kind of as it's being written, I guess, or as he's formulating his thoughts. Or, or I'm not sure exactly at what point we're hearing it when we do hear it, but it is kind of cool that we see that he does take time to. To actually write the stuff down. A lot of the time, they're writing stuff down this movie, and they never allude to what is being, not like what is being like written, because of course they're going to hide that from the audience. But like, I would like to see more of a glimpse into like Rorschach's mind, like in the comics when they like the before Watchmen, and they really got to see him and whatnot. But um, I don't know where I was going with that point. But I, well, I had something in there, but it just did not <laughs> come to fruition through my mouth. It'll come back. Um... <laughs> All, all of all of the narration that we hear from him, I mean, it's 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 you know we have to take it that th- this narration is what's written in his journal, 
I mean, there's sometimes when he talks about the date, you know, and we, we have that clear reference that, oh, that's what's going on. But uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting take that I think what you're trying to <laughs> kind of trying to get to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And maybe the last, you know, the last line of the movie maybe is a clue as yeah. to when it's being read. Yeah, as I guess that makes sense. But <laughs> I there's a an odd little note that I've got about the line where he says um, out of prison in response to, you know, Dan's question about how he's been keeping. So he he says out of prison. And then in the theatrical version of the movie and in the book, Rorschach follows that up by saying so far, which I always kind of like that little note. And I I think as I watch this, the, the director's cut, I always expect that next little, uh, those two words to follow out of prison so far. Um, and then I, it never happens. And for, I think for the longest time, I just thought I made it up and didn't know why I was expecting it to be there. But then as I was kind of scanning through uh, theatrical and directors, you know, there's that those two words. They're they're in the theatrical. And I was really surprised that they would trim something out of the yeah, director's right. cut. You know, usually it's the other way around. <laughs> so, And then there's also the line kind of in in the reverse, you know. The thing about you know saw you on the or heard about you on the news and they say you attacked a cop you know that's not in the theatrical minor wound won't need hospitalization you know that that stuff well, so well in that sense it's 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 almost like a substitution that that Snyder then would have done I mean if if, if it's really a true director's cut and it's really what Snyder's vision his true and end all be yeah. all <laughs> yeah take on it is that he would have preferred it. You know, he he would have had the heard about you on the news say you attacked a cop lines in, but they had him take it out, and and they want, but but they the 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 agreement the uh, the oh what's that word when you come to studio a notes or yeah well that yeah that too yeah just trimmed it down a little bit by just having it be a shorter line and and actually be a different for for a different person as well <laughs> that gets something of the same point across. I'm trying to what what studio um what studio put this out? Was it Warner it was, Brothers? Yeah, Warner and uh, it was kind of a collaboration between Warner's and Paramount. That makes sense though cuz Warner's loves making studio notes and taking <laughs> stuff out that doesn't need to be taken out. Yeah. I mean, you can see that in almost every single DC movie made, there's always the DC movie that come like the theatrical release and then there's the director's cut that comes out that's like, well, yeah. you, you don't want to see that one cuz the director's cut is how the movie's supposed to be and i think it's, i think it's just a problem with warners to be honest i don't sure. really know how they you know operate over there but I, I feel like every movie i've seen through them wait did they do yeah they produced uh lord of the rings as well yeah Come on. yeah yeah so and and the only additional studio type uh thing would be legendary that's yeah. involved Chris, that's more of a christopher nolan thing really Hmm. Um, I love the the shot here of of Rorschach talking about the, the badge and the blood being uh, comedians, and it's just a really good face on shot of Rorschach and like great kind of silhouette, not not fully in shadow, but great outline of um, his shoulders and and just the you know the upper, I guess the bust of Rorschach, kind of the shoulders up. 
you get to see the broken strap that he's got on his left shoulder. It's the same in the comics. Like the left, that little strap on the left side of his uh, trench coat is like doesn't. It's like missing a button, so it doesn't stay down. Uh, just a kind of throwaway detail, but I, I always appreciated that they added it to the movie costume. This whole scene in the kitchen has a like really like noiry vibe to it because totally. Um, it's it's like when you see in those old noir movies where they slide the evidence across the table and like the other detective picks it up and that kind of a thing. And the lighting, really, the lighting and the costuming really bring together the whole scene, like the whole yeah. noir vibe, and I love it. Oh, that's like one of my favorite parts about this movie is that it, you could place this movie, and it's kind of almost timeless, but you could place it into a different time era and like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's almost like a Flash Gordon-y kind of feel at some points mm. with like the owl Sure. But then every scene with Rorschach is almost like a noir story, almost like a Sin City kind of thing, which is really cool. Yeah. And I guess, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, the um, set design with a, a room like this really helps to, to serve mm-hmm. that, especially with like a, you know things like we, we talked about, the older fridge and the old light switch of this old, you know, brownstone kind of apartment that you know, would fit into that uh, that noir kind of time period exactly Hmm. it is interesting we got we've got so many different kind of eras represented you know later on we'll get some of the 50s and 60s with the you know uh, manhattan's past and stuff like that so a lot of a lot of eras and a lot of uh just different time periods and styles that we get to see this movie go through so yeah and 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 you're saying with the noir feel, uh, and you know it's 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 a detective case in a sense, at least in mm-hmm. yeah. parts of yeah. this movie and this and this part especially. I mean, he's dead. He's saying you know, <laughs> you know what's what's more of a detective case than a than a murder and yeah, De- definitely. So should we go to the owl cave? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and it starts kind of with a few seconds that aren't in the theatrical, you know, just the the shot of them standing in the that bookshelf doorway, isn't uh, isn't in the theat- theatrical, and uh, you know we get to see Dan turn on the light, and you can see it is truly like a bookshelf uh, hidden door kind of thing, which is just pure awesomeness. I like that that Dan's the kind of guy that would have uh, installed that into his his place, so. But we didn't see what uh, causes to open it. No, uh, no bust uh, yeah, of, uh, yeah. like of Beethoven or, or who uh, was it? Shakespeare? Shakespeare? Yeah. Shakespeare in the sixty-six. <laughs> is that Batman. what it is? Shakespeare in uh, Batman? Yeah. Oh, I was. Oh, I was just thinking like in like every day. Every time like I see like a bust, oh. I pull the bust down. I always thought it was Beethoven <laughs> or Bach. That's why I said mm. first. So yeah, they're uh, they move down to the basement and uh, start talking about the could have been a burglary and maybe the killer didn't know who the comedian was. And I find it really interesting that uh, they they talk about the burglar not knowing who the comedian was, but at the same time, Dan still doesn't know who the comedian was. Like they've not said the name Edward mm-hmm. Blake at all. Like in the book, Rorschach mentions he was investigating the murder of Blake, and it appears he was the comedian. So he kind of starts it off by talking about investigating Edward Blake's death and finding out he was a comedian instead of just coming right out with the fact that comedian has been murdered. So I never noticed that. 
Uh, but I've never watched the movie, and then I've never like compared notes between the movie sure, and, uh, sure. and the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard not to when we're doing well, you know, yeah. <laughs> with, with this one, but um, hopefully I'm not saying you know in the book too often. But well, actually, and then you put yeah. your glasses up. Like yeah, true nerd. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. You guys got anything else for uh, minute twenty one? This is some pretty cool lights there in the basement. Yeah. I'll definitely hit on some basement stuff once we're fully yeah. like, you know, in it in the next minute. But yeah, I, I, it's a nice, nice look. Definitely. Well, Mike, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit? Uh, why don't you tell us uh, more about, you know, Tarantino minute and, and anything else you want to. And me as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to take me on a date. Where uh, were you born? <laughs> what makes you tick? Born and raised Orlando, Florida. Um, so on, I also do Tarantino minute and we just finished, well, not just now we're on like minute 60, but we finished Reservoir Dogs and, uh, we're currently on Pulp Fiction. We had Eric on for it a couple weeks ago and, uh, it's going, we just, uh, we just wrapped up the big scene with Mia getting the adrenaline in her heart. Uh, he's my favorite director. Tarantino is just, he's He's up there with the with the greats, in my opinion. I know a lot of like film snobs are like, nah, he's not that great. He just steals. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why he's so good. Hmm. He speaks to you as a director, though. Exactly him and nice. Kub- him and Kubrick are my top two. But like, that's oh. like, of course, you know, whatever. So yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing Pulp Fiction right now, and I also have a, another podcast where I talk about Rush the band uh, too much, and that's called <laughs> uh, Stellar Dynamics. I've always been curious about that one because I've heard you uh, on, you know, DC Cinematic Minute. Obviously, they've plugged that that one a lot. But so you guys go. I think you've always plugged it as saying you talk about each album. Yeah, we go. Uh, like, every episode is a different album by Rush. How many albums though? Can they, that really cover? <laughs> they have eighteen studio albums. Oh, okay, eighteen studio albums and uh, six or seven live albums that like they are put out like officially, but then there's like always like the bootlegs and whatnot. So we did sure. the studios, we did one live, and then we all, but we, me and my co-host of that show, uh, we have a radio show down here in Orlando. We do on Sundays, and we just talk about music for a couple hours, and that's yeah, we just like try to keep it going that way. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I don't know if you, did you hit your plugs or as, as far as like I've been contact plugged. or, you know, where they <laughs> oh, can find you, that point. kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, you can find all of those on any, uh, you know, you can find those on tooldmedia.com. All of our podcasts are also on Spotify. If that's easier for you, uh, that's how I listen to my podcasts. And, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cygnus and Paler C-Y-G-N-U-S, like the black hole or the rush song. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to ask right, you know, right now uh, uh, for uh, you'll you'll be doing Jackie Brown, right? Jackie Brown is up next. Yeah, I, I got to be back for that one. I, I, yeah, definitely. I, uh, people will not stop talking about Jackie Brown, mm. and I've only seen it <laughs> one time, and I'm just <laughs> like, wait. So I'm excited to get into uh, that one. I might have, I, that might be the one I've seen the most. Wow, I think Hope I've seen it like twice. A strong run for it, but. Mark's never seen it, so it'll be really interesting oh, wow. going yeah. in. He's yeah, he's yeah. never seen it, and I think Nate's only seen it, uh, you know, maybe one or two times, like me. But yeah, it it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a trip going through that one. <laughs> That's all I got, though. Okay, so then uh, why don't we reconvene tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, for minute twenty-two? And until then, who watches The Watchmen? We do. We do. All of us. <laughs> we all do. 
Watchmen are over.